Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. You may remember Xavier Scruggs from his times with the Cardinals, also played in the KBO with the NC Dinos. He's the host of the On Deck with X podcast, and you can follow Xavier on Twitter at Xavier underscore Scruggs. Good to have you with us on 101 ESPN. How are you doing, Xavier? Hey, I'm doing good over here. Just uh, making sure I'm wearing my Cardinal uniform every day (laughs) just to let let Mo know I'm ready in case they need to sign me back. I saw they just got Arenado, so I'm ready to go. (laughs) As as a guy who was a Cardinal, you see that trade get made. What are you thinking? Oh, man, that's got to be huge for the whole city, the the whole state. Everybody's got to be excited. Um, and, and I think about what Arenado brings to the team as far as not just the stats, the great player, but also the great person he is. Um, you, everybody talks so highly about this guy, and I think he's going to bring a, a lot of um, resurgence for certain guys that, that may need that. Maybe Matt Carpenter, um, you know, young outfielders that need to get better. So I think it's going to be huge for this team. Xavier, same question, but in regards to Yadier Molina, what does somebody like Yadi mean to the clubhouse? And when the team gets word that he's coming back, what do you think the reaction is? Oh, man, that's that's the thing is Yadi brings so much inside the clubhouse. He's almost like another manager in in the clubhouse out there on the field. He's telling guys. I still remember the first time I got called up. Yachty was telling me where to move left and right while I'm at first base. And I'm like, I've never had a catcher tell me where to move. But when I moved to that spot, that's exactly where the ball was hit. So it's like such a, a great baseball mind. But then also he's a quiet leader. Everyone, when it's time for him to speak, everybody's listening. Everybody's watching what he's doing. And I think that's going to be really important because as you talk about the development of these outfielders who are still really young, uh, I'm, I'm good with the pitching depth. I'm good with um, a lot of the veterans on the squad, but you have young outfielders that still have to produce. And when you have a guy like Yachty in your lineup, in your clubhouse, that's the perfect example to look after to be able to develop yourself. Hey, Xavier, it's Dan McLaughlin here. Great to hear your voice. Uh, great to hear that you're doing well. Um, I'm curious about your experience in the KBO. What what was it like playing over there and um, just the culture, the, 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 the type of players, you know, compare it to MLB, all those things. What was it like? Oh, my goodness. The KBO, that's that that was like a party every single game um you know it's it's almost like i i compare it to uh, ncaa like a duke versus north carolina um just every every single game the atmosphere is absolutely amazing it's tough because we didn't get to see it um on espn with all the covid restrictions but it, it, the atmosphere is crazy um, the baseball was a lot better than I thought it was. And you kind of see that now with a lot of the Korean players coming over here more and more. Um, you know, speaking of uh, Korean players, you guys got a great pitcher in Kwang Hyung Kim. So that had an amazing time over there. I was so comfortable over there. Me and my wife, we had our first son was born over there in Korea. So it just tells you um, how comfortable we were over there, had a, had a great time, great people, very respectful culture. Um, and, and, ha- and had a good time playing baseball. That was the best part. 
Xavier, there's always conversations surrounding Major League Baseball and the excitement level of the game, the entertainment level of the game, the fan engagement portion of the game. Is there anything that you experience in the KBO that you think could transfer well to the fan experience in Major League Baseball? Yeah, I think uh, one of the biggest things that they do so well over there is fan engagement, whether it be uh, songs going on during uh, players at bats and while the game is being played, or if it's games being played in the stands, like a a beer chugging contest, whatever it is, they they find a way to keep the fans so engaged that, that, that they don't even pick up their phones. Like a lot of times in the stadiums here today, People are on their phone, not watching the game. Um, over there, there's none of that. Everybody's locked into the game because you never know what could be going on in the stands or going on on the field. So I think they just do a great job of that and, and marketing the game to where it's exciting. Um, showing all the showing all the highlights that go on in the clubhouse that go on, um, you know, whether teams are having dinners and whatnot, whatever funny stuff is happening, they do a good way of showing that stuff, whether it be social media, whether it be TV. So you get to know the players more and more, and that keeps the fans more engaged. That all sounds so logical. From your perspective, having played in the major leagues and seen a lot of major league baseball, it seems like there's a lot of things that MLB could steal from the KBO. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. And that's the thing that's been a little bit disappointing for me is because we have so many players here in the MLB that can be well liked, can be marketed so much better, I feel like, because I I think a lot of but but it comes on both sides. It comes from MLB and it comes from the players. The players also have to do a better job of, of, you know, breaking out of that shell and and breaking out of that wall of, um, you know, I need to be a certain way with the media. I need to be a certain way with, with how I project myself. No, just go out there, be yourself, put yourself on YouTube, like a Trevor Bauer, put yourself on TikTok. You know, that's going to help you build your own audience and ultimately market the game better. In terms of uh, KK, what did, what did you hear about him when you were over there? And I tried to talk about it during the games, how highly decorated he was in awards and, and ERA titles and that kind of thing and championships. Uh, tell us about his reputation over there. Yeah, man, this guy, he's, he's one of the best over there. Um, and one of the biggest things with him is, you know, he had Tommy John, I believe it was, um, in 2017 and then came back the next year and was it was almost like he had never had Tommy John. This guy was absolutely lights out. I had to face him a few times, and he was disgusting. I, I don't want to – I usually hit lefties really well. I don't want to face that guy. Um, so I think really um, he's only just begun to show us flashes of how good he can be here in the major leagues. Um, it, and also just the opportunity for him to split time relief pitching and then starting. Once we get him in an exact role – I think St. Louis is going to be very happy with what they see moving forward. Former Cardinal Xavier Scruggs with us on 101 ESPN. Xavier, I want you to give us your read on Mike Schilt. You had a chance to play for him in the Cardinal system. You know what he's all about. And I want you to just take us behind the curtain and tell us why you think that Mike Schilt is a successful manager. Yeah, I think one of the things that he does so well is he he reads people really well. Um, He knows how to deal with different people's emotions. He knows everybody comes from different backgrounds, has different experiences. A lot of times as a player, you'll run into a manager 
who's kind of cookie cutter. He'll be the same way with every person. I think Schilt knows how to how to respond differently. I think he knows, okay, a Yadi Molina, he wants to play every day, but I need to figure out how to talk to him and say, hey, this may not be the best situation for our team. Um, so he knows how to talk to a Yadi, a, an older veteran. But then also at the same time, he's going to know how to talk to a, a Dylan Carson, uh, Carlson. He's going to know how to sit him down and say, hey, these are the things we're looking from you, for from you. So I think he just does a, such a good job of being able to respond to every single situation. But then also, you guys can see he's got that fiery side. So as a player, when that fiery side comes out, you, that reminds you he, he's, he's about business. You know, he may seem like the nicest guy in the world, but we saw, you know, a couple of years back when they, when they, I believe it was the division, um, they won one of the series. He, he was like absolutely wild in the locker room, cussing, whatever it was, but it just reminded you that, Hey, this guy's about business. He's about winning and he knows how to respond under pressure. Xavier, what's your read on the Cardinals division contender, world series contender. What are your expectations for this team? Yeah, I got them winning the division. Um, I, I think most of the division has kind of taken a step back, um, not making too many moves. And I feel like Mosellac did an amazing job this offseason, obviously bringing back the veterans and Wainwright and Yachty, but, um, and, and then grabbing an Arenado. But I think the biggest thing is the pitching depth. They have the pitching depth, and I think that outweighs all the other teams in the division. Um, uh, I, don't, I don't care about the Pacota, Pacota, whatever ratings that they put out saying that they'll be third in the division. That, that doesn't make any sense to me. Um, I think this is a, a, a division-winning team. I think they'll win the Central pretty, pretty easily. Um, but at the same time, it, it's going to be a battle going into hopefully the playoffs facing some of those better teams in the NL East. So um, I can't say World Series contender at the moment, but I can say definitely uh, winning that division. Xavier, Major League Baseball and the Players Association back in, I guess it was mid to late September, um, they got with the Players Alliance and they committed about $10 million in its active and former players, and they're committed to improving the representation of African-Americans in, in all levels of baseball. Are you involved with that? And if so, can you tell us about it and, and what you think about this going forward and trying to get more black players, black representation in the game? Yeah, I, I appreciate you asking. I, I am involved with it. Um, it. I felt like there was no way I couldn't be. Um, it, just because I understand that we should have more in the game but not just playing the game. We should have more in the front offices. We should have more in jobs. Um, and the one way that we can do that and show that that's a possibility is by players getting out there in their communities and, and, and showing love, showing how, how much this game means to us, showing why we are able to succeed at this game, showing that at a young age, um, it shouldn't be a problem whether or not we have the money and, or the resources to play this game. So we're trying to go out there and provide every opportunity for a lot of um, these environments, these, these backgrounds, um, these African-American areas, uh, these low-income areas that, hey, it doesn't matter who you are, wh where you come from, this game can be for you. And uh, they had recently had the pull-up tour um, going to different cities, helping provide uh, resources, whether it be food, whether it be COVID resources, whether it be equipment. Um, and that was such an eye-opening experience for me because I realized, yeah, we can go out there and, and give back to the communities. Um, but the biggest thing is for them to see our faces. 
when they see our faces, they it brings a joy to them, and that's when they realize that it's authentic. Um, that's when they realize, okay, I do see people that look like me that are playing the game, that are involved in the game, and there is a chance for me. So I think it's about building those those hopes and, and understanding you can have those dreams and accomplish those dreams because when I was young, I had some mentors that I could talk to, like a Tony Gwynn, um, a David Justice, and that was so important, a Rupert Jones and Ozzie Smith. Ozzie Smith went to school with my dad at Cal Poly. So having those type of mentors were huge for me just to be able to say, okay, like, I look like that guy, but not just only that. If I put in the work, I can do some of the same things those guys did. So that was super important for me, and I want to be able to pass that along um, through the Players Alliance in, in any way I can do possible. It's the voice of former Cardinal first baseman Xavier Scruggs. You can listen to him on Deck with X podcast. And, Xavier, before we let you go, a couple of texts here to our text line. One says, you got to have Xavier on more often. This is incredible. Another one, is there any way to get Xavier on at least once a week? Great enthusiasm. So the, <laughs> the, the, the fans, the listeners love you. Can we do that? Can we get you on on a regular basis during the season? Let's do it. I would love to talk Cardinal baseball, baseball in general. Um, I, I love to do it, man. Love it. Hey, great to talk to you. Thanks so much for the time this morning, and have a great Valentine's weekend. Okay, you too. Appreciate you guys. Thank you. Thanks, Xavier. Xavier Scruggs, former Cardinal. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. The college football playoff committee made their decision on Sunday, and as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the college football playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama. Nick Saban citing some hypothetical point spreads to prove his point that the tie deserve a spot in the college football playoffs holds little substance when you consider Bama's best win is over Texas. No, the committee got it right. TCU had a great season with far more ranked wins than Bama and didn't deserve to lose their spot after playing a surging Kansas State in a championship game. And Ohio State, while not playing some of their best ball later in the season, was still 12-0 until they came face-to-face with my Wolverines. While the college football playoff system isn't nowhere near as good as it could be, it's better than what we had. And in a few years, it will be better for all of college football. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. And don't forget, BetOnline for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus, and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast1 to learn more and start your free trial.